Welcome to the Drinking with Gin podcast. I'm your host, Ginny Preem. I'm that friend that you can chat with about anything. Relationships, career, travel, fashion, with zero judgment. This is a space where we will navigate struggles and celebrate triumphs and share some laughs along the way. This is your new favorite community that you didn't even know you needed in your life. I'm a speaker, author, and master certified professional coach. I call you, my friends, gems, because this is where we can all shine our brightest. And now that you're in the circle, you and all of the other gems can tune in for relatable, real talk. Hey, Gem. Can I just say, what a week. I had just came back from the craziest week of invigorating and exhausting. I don't know if you can use those two words in the same sentence, but a week out in California that was time well spent with really great people. And so before we dig in, we always have to start with what are you drinking? And I'm drinking today a California wine, a little ode to the inspiration for this episode, um, which is based on two women that have become very important coaches, mentors, and friends in my life, Nicole Walters and Danielle DiMasi. And so in honor of working with them and spending time with them out in California, um, I am drinking a Blanc de Blanc sparkling wine from Schramsberg, which is one of my favorite wineries out in the Napa Valley area. So whatever you're sipping on today, um, in today's episode, I hope it's tasty. So like I said, I, I got back this week from working out in LA and I was having some feelings of doubt. Should I be there? Did I deserve to be there? What am I doing? And I was just having these self-doubt thoughts. And some of us refer to this as imposter syndrome, which I'll get to in a little bit, which will really be kind of the topic of today's episode. But as I was heading into studio, one of my coaches, Danielle, sent me this quote, and it's a little bit of a long one. You know I'm a sucker for a quote, but I will link this. Um, it's from Allie Webb, but she credited Third Eye Thoughts, and this is what it said. And she must have just known that I needed to hear this. I had reached out to her and was sharing with her earlier in the week some of these feelings that I was having, and she reassured me that this is normal. Like, even billionaires, unless you're a sociopath, you, you tend to have these you know, self-doubts and thoughts, and that's what kind of keeps us grounded, if you will. But this quote from Ali Webb on Instagram said, you're ready. A new chapter has been hovering over you for a long period of time. The door you've been looking for will finally be revealed. You won't be waiting much longer now. The universe is eager to show you the blessings it has made for you. You're in the final stretch of another transformative chapter. Smile knowing it's all coming to a peaceful end. The lessons you needed to learn are now ingrained permanently in your mind. The habits you needed to kick are now a memory of your past. The energies you needed to let go of have been released from your mind, heart, and spirit. 
these final moments before you ascend requires the utmost faith, patience, and humility from your soul. What's waiting on the other side of that door for you is beyond anything you've ever visualized. Prepare to be amazed. The warrior in you has earned its divine surprise. So if I needed to hear that today, I'm pretty certain, Jem, that you maybe needed to hear that today too. So I really hope something in that resonated with you and struck a chord in the best way possible like it did for me. So this episode was inspired by watching a YouTube clip of the Nicole Walters podcast. So Nicole Walters, if you've been watching along on Instagram, she's my business coach and mentor. And she is, uh, I mean, she's just amazing. She's done so much. She's, you know, she left corporate America in front of 10,000 people on Periscope. She started a multi, multi-million dollar coaching business. She's got TV shows, multiple businesses. She's a keynote speaker. She's got a book coming out next year, has her own podcast. I don't even know where else to go with that. But she was doing an interview on her podcast with my speaking coach, Danielle DeMossi. And they were talking about, it's called Do This Before Writing a Keynote Speech. And that's where Danielle is really just world-renowned for coaching on speaking in keynotes. And one of the things she was talking about is when you're doing a keynote speech, you're there for them, not you. It should never be about you because that's not serving the right purpose. And one of the things that she said that really struck a chord with me was she said, Sometimes you hear people like keynote speakers or speakers say, if I can just reach one person and she says, no, and that's in her Australian accent. I hope that I'm doing it justice, but she's like, no, that's not what you're there for. And Jem, I'll tell you, I did this. I I remember thinking back and going, I started to do that and have these self doubts when I was in the depths and the throes of writing and publishing my book. Now, I was writing and publishing my book in my free time, weekends, evenings, whenever I could find a spare moment because I have a full-time job. I will, by the way, link that episode, um, at least the YouTube or the podcast um, in the show notes so that you can go reference that and watch it. It's really, really good. But as I'm spending hours upon hours of writing and preparing to publish my book, I said things like that. Like if, if my book could just even help one person, what, why, no, like who in their right mind would actually think like that? You wouldn't go through the process of writing and publishing a 250 page book that's so personal and intimate if your intention was truly to help one person. That would not be worth it. And so then I got to thinking, okay, imagine in my corporate job, if I was interviewing and I went to my boss in my first interview and I was like, you know what, if I could just sell this product to one customer, or if I could just help one patient, um, no, I wouldn't hire me. So this is where it comes down to imposter syndrome. And maybe this does happen in corporate America too, but when I think about being in corporate America, 
I've always had a product or a company to fall back on. Well, if they don't want it, it's the product. Or if they don't want to work with the company, it's the company. It's not so much about me. But when you're writing a book and you're delivering a keynote speech and you're doing a podcast that are so personal, that are based on a foundation of a traumatic and adverse experience that happened to you, now Ginny Prem is the brand. And I started having some real serious doubts earlier this week as I'm like finishing and rehearsing my keynote, which is amazing, by the way, with the help of Danielle um, and, you know, getting ready to come back in studio to record another episode. And sometimes I have these thoughts like who even wants to listen? I, I shared that with one of my friends this morning. We were having virtual coffee and she's like, well, of course, I want to hear what you have to say. And I'm like, that's really sweet. But of course, you're my good friend. But oftentimes, when we think about what imposter syndrome is, people think that it's that they're just lucky versus being deserving versus the hard work that they've put in. Or they just say things like, oh, I was just in the right place at the right time, rather than owning it and knowing that, gosh, you deserve this. You worked hard. Like what you've put together is really something and people do connect with it and they want to hear it. And so I'm going to reference, um, you know, when I talk about, you know, what imposter syndrome is, much of what I'm going to talk about today is from an article on Healthline. And what I really appreciated about it was that it was medically reviewed by a psychologist. And what they identified, and I'm sure there's a lot of different definitions, but what they identified imposter syndrome as is feelings of self-doubt and personal incompetence despite education, experience, and accomplishments. Have you ever felt that way? Because like I said, I sure was earlier this week. And what happens is, like I said, there's this feeling of luck versus deserving. And then people might start to work even harder and hold themselves to even higher standards and that can lead to burnout. And in this article, they reference a book by Dr. Valerie Young. There's a title and a subtitle. I'm going to give you the title, which is The Secret Thoughts of Successful Women. And the subtitle is around imposter syndrome. And again, I'll link this in the show notes. But she uses, Dr. Young uses five competence types around imposter syndrome. And I think this is really helpful. It was helpful for me. And I am certain that it's going to be helpful for you as well. The first one is the perfectionist. And I can certainly relate to this one. This, I can relate to this just as recently as last week. And, you know, this, I, I think part of this comes from me being a survivor of narcissist abuse and, you know, always wanting to do more. And if I'm just, if I'm smart enough or if I'm this enough or if it's perfect enough, then, you know, then you'll receive the love. But just last week, you know, and this is something that I've been working on is letting go of perfectionism and building boundaries. So I just put myself out there in a real vulnerable way to let you guys know some of the things that I'm working on right now personally. And this perfectionism thing is real. If you listen to episode 13 last week, it was called wheelbox of narcissism. Wheelbox is not a word, 
but I could not get my words right in that episode. And my coach encouraged me to just leave it and own Wheelbox. I was trying to think of wheelhouse, but I think I had also said toolbox or I was thinking the word, the word toolbox, so I kept combining them. And it's like, okay, yeah, wheelbox, that, that's what it is. I'm just gonna roll with it and maybe use that term moving forward, but letting go of this idea of perfectionism. The other competence type that Dr. Young talks about is the natural genius. Typically, successful people or a lot of successful people, things come easily. But in this imposter syndrome state, if something doesn't come easily, then they believe that they're a complete failure. There's also the rugged individualist. There's the expert always wanting to have the answer for everything in this fear of, oh my gosh, what if I don't have the answer for something? And then there's the superhero, which many of us might be able to either identify with or identify someone that we see doing this, where it's like they have to be the best in every area of their life, the best mom, the best career, the best friend, the best everything to everybody. And what happens is, like we talked about earlier, you know, burnout, it can lead to, you know, fatigue or mental health issues. And where some of this comes from or where it's stemmed from is childhood and that's one of the areas so they list four areas where some of this imposter syndrome stems from and you know, a lot of it go, can go back to childhood and again if I think about like perfectionism and always wanting to get good grades and you know make people proud that makes a lot of sense for that to you know kind of relay personality traits it could be mental health status or new roles and responsibilities. Whew. That one for me is really hitting hard because like I said, where a lot of this feeling was coming from, like I haven't felt that in my career in a long time, but in this new role as a keynote speaker, a podcast host, an author, a coach, I was really feeling this. And so that's where I think mine was really stemming from. I would, I'm actually going to put a survey in this podcast episode. I would love to know a couple of things. Do you work in corporate or are you self-employed? Have you ever had these feelings of imposter syndrome or no? Are you good to go? I just feel like this is such an intriguing dialogue and conversation. Um, and if you feel so inclined, I would love for you to reach out to me and message me on Instagram. Just DM me and let's have a chat about imposter syndrome. And I want to know a little bit more like about your corporate status or, you know, self-employment. And if you felt these feelings or not before, I think part of it too, is I was at this seminar that Nicole Walters was putting on and I'm in this room with all of these successful you know, many self-employed women running their own businesses. And I felt a little out of place. And so I think, like I said, that's where a lot of it was stemming from. The good news is that they talk a little bit in this article about how to deal with it. And the first thing is acknowledgement. Acknowledging how you're feeling. Maybe even share it with someone. And build connections with people that are going to validate your strengths and encourage growth. And Jem, 
getting that message from that quote that I started the episode off with could not have been any more validating that I have built the right connections and community. The people around me that help me see and validate my strengths and are the ones that are encouraging my growth. This goes back to last episode, episode 13, where it was the wheelbox of narcissism. And I kind of did a deep download of Dr. Romani's book. She references the study in Kenya on baboons. And I'll just do a quick refresh on it to not bore you, but this is important because I'm going to use this as common language moving forward, okay? So when we talk about, you know, what happened was there was kind of three tiers. There's the females, and then there's a group of males that were very amiable and supportive and kind and nice and loving. And then there was this group of domineering, demanding, abusive, and toxic male baboons. They ate some tainted meat, and unfortunately, they died. So what happened when those baboons were removed from the community a more peaceful community emerged. And like I said before, this happened for me. Once I started to remove toxic and abusive people and behaviors from my life, a more peaceful world emerged around me. More peaceful people, more supportive, people that encouraged my growth. And this is what happened in this baboon community. So as we're thinking about moving forward on our paths, do not bring those baboons along with you. You can leave them along the side of your path. And so that's how we will just kind of, in a fun-loving way, refer to these type of people moving forward, the baboons. So as we you know, move down this path and we remove the baboons and we're building these meaningful connections, it also helps, like they said, to deal with imposter syndrome. And they also say challenge doubts. And this was really funny for me because this is something that I use when I'm coaching. And, you know, just a reminder, I am a master certified professional coach. And one of the things that I do when I am coaching people, and look, even coaches need coaches. It's like therapists need therapy. And this is such a good way to even be able to talk about this and, and share it and go, look, I was struggling with this too. And you know, here's the, the research that I did. I gathered some information around it. I'm being intentional and in sharing it with you. And these are some really great tidbits that I found that I wanted to share. So in challenging the doubts that you're having in yourself, again, I use this in coaching and I ask, is that true? Is this something that you can prove and know to be true? Like I would use this on myself. Ginny, do you know this to be true that no one wants to hear what you have to say? Well, no. So then it becomes a self-limiting doubt or a self-limiting belief. And those things are pretty easy to work through and move forward from. A big thing, and again, this is so hard to do in today's world of social media and everything that's, be, that's out there, but don't compare yourself to others. And the best thing to do is compare yourself to the version of you yesterday. Are you better than yesterday? I just heard this recently. I think it was on an Oprah podcast. Um, a guest that she had was saying, you know, one of the ways that I measure my own success is I ask myself, was I better than yesterday? Typically the answer is yes. And if the answer is no, it's almost never no two days in a row. 
And I thought that was really powerful because growing and changing is not completely linear. It's not always going to be sunshine and roses. We're all going to have those days of self-doubt or feeling imposter syndrome or just a not the best day in the world. And that's okay. Acknowledge it. Um, make sure that you've got a great community. I think that these are good tools that they're suggesting in this Healthline article, not just for imposter syndrome, but in everyday life. And then offer yourself some kindness, being intentional. You know, this goes back to the intentionality piece. Um, offer yourself some kindness and some compassion when you're having these feelings of um, imposter syndrome. They also suggest therapy, which would be a really great way to nurture yourself. I think for me, one of the things that worked really well this week was I did a little bit extra meditation and just sat with myself and my thoughts and, you know, use that meditation to calm, relax. So I will link, I just think this tied really well into honestly the gin path too, right? Like this was a good example of gathering some information around a block or, you know, a place that I was feeling a little stuck this week being very intentional about how to use it. I did try to, you know, offer myself some kindness and was very mindful about my community and where I was spending my time. And then nurture, right? Like that meditation piece, taking some downtime, taking some time for myself. So I will link this article in the show notes. And, you know, I think it's important to not let this imposter syndrome get in the way. And so that's what I... I'm hoping that you got out of today because I know if I'm feeling this way, other people probably are too. And I just wanted to be really raw and vulnerable and open about that and share that with you, Gem. So until next week, I want you to please go out there and shine bright, Gem. And as always, let's get growing. Oh, you gems. Thank you for listening and tuning in. To drinking with gin. I have enjoyed connecting with you. And if you loved this episode, I need you to please go subscribe, rate, and leave a review for drinking with gin. And then to stay connected with me, head over to my Instagram. My handle is Ginny Preem. I can't wait to chat again with you gems next week.